Welcome to Erica's Vibe Talks podcast. My name is Erica Martin, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with good vibes, real talks, breaking free from the crowd, and authentically sharing all things life, business, love, beliefs, and most importantly, I'm obsessed with helping people better their lives and break free from the norm. If you are looking for inspiration, information, and a place where real talks are shared about how to achieve your best life, then you have come to the right spot. My goal is that you reach your highest potential while vibing high and being you. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of fuel for your soul. Leave it to me to leave you with all the mindset shifts, realizations of your potential, and shortcuts I've learned along my personal journey. We are about to have a blast. Thank you for pushing play. Let's boogie. Hello, everybody. I'm back and I'm so excited for this episode because this episode is going to be good. (laughs) Um, Seven years ago, this topic was a hot topic and it still is. I still have a lot of people asking me and wondering and just a lot of just you know, wondering, wondering why, why did I make this move? How did I leave my banking career of 10 years to start my business, to start my MLM business? And so in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you more on like, what is it that I did in the banking world? What was my decision what what was my decision to make such a drastic change in my life? You know, what led up to it, how I was able to do it, and how I have been able to be successful for these seven years after I decided to leave my banking job. So let's get to it. All right. So for those of you guys that don't know my story, my name is Erica Martin. I like to start out just because I have a lot of new people coming across my podcast and I am 35 years old right now. I am from Miami, Florida. And seven years ago, I was in a banking job. My job, my last job in the banking industry was as a money laundering analyst. And it was a really, really, really cool job. You know, I I really thought that it was going to be something that I was going to do pretty much forever. It was a like kind of like a dream job, you would say. But, you know, um, before that, I was uh, in the banking industry really straight out of high school. Um, Right when I got out of high school, I had, you know, like a retail job. I hated it. And so I got involved in the banking industry because my dad actually hooked me up with the job because he was doing um, like a a service for um, one of the bankers that I that I worked that, that that was the CFO of the bank that I went to get a job. And my dad told him about me. I went to the interview and I got the job. And so I started out in banking when I was 18 years old. And I started out as a teller. When I was a teller, I lasted in that position for about a year. And then I was offered the head teller position. I don't know how, to be honest with you. I have no idea how they gave me the head teller position because I was lost. But looking back, maybe I wasn't. You know, I always had a very low self-esteem when it came to my capabilities in the workplace, simply because even before I got this job when I was in school. I was not a good student. 
you know, I didn't have good grades. I wasn't like a person that applied myself to actually learn. Like a lot of times throughout my entire life growing up and up until, you know, I just started to work on myself mentally. But up until, you know, I was 28 or 29, I really thought that I was stupid. <laughs> I know it sounds really bad, but it is what it is. You know, I have grown so much. I have worked on myself so much. Um, but really back then, I really thought that I was like not good at anything. Like nobody ever really told me that I was good at anything. Nobody ever really said anything about like what I was capable of, you know, like what they saw in me. You know, sometimes you need somebody to point out things about yourself that you can't see. And if nobody ever does, then you never know what you're good at or, or what you could be good at or what you shine in. You know, I feel like a lot of times our outside sources have so much to do with uh, our discovery on like the things that we enjoy or the things that we like to do or the things that we're good at or the things that we pursue simply because a lot of times their encouragement is what gives you the push that you need to go in a direction that you might be good at. So that was long and, and and draining, but it is what it is, right? Like it, that's part of my story. And so up until that point, when, when I got that head teller position, I was like, why would they ask me to be a head teller? Like there's been people here that have had this job for way longer than me. I am underqualified for this. Like, okay. So I became a head teller at the age of 19, pretty much. And from there, I stayed in that position of a head teller for about, I want to say seven years. So for seven years, I stayed in the same position, no growth, no elevation, barely any raise. I want to be honest with you. I was making every two weeks take home with like, you know, my, my, my social security taken out and my, my insurance, I was making $740 every two weeks. And in the beginning, being 19, I'm like, that's not bad. You know, I have a nine to five job. I only work pretty much on the weekdays, sometimes on a Saturday. Um, you know, I have pretty decent hours. I get home, you know, by four o'clock, five o'clock, and it's not a bad job. And so I stayed there. I stayed comfortable. I stayed in this position that I thought, you know, I'm not going to do this forever, but I don't really know what I'm going to do. So I'm just going to stay here. I'm not going to go to college. I'm not going to like pursue anything that has to do with school because I hate school. And this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stay in this position and just see what happens. And guys, seven years flashed before my eyes, seven years freaking years. Like I, I say it today and it blows me away just because so much time passed. And when I think about those years, I didn't really learn much and I didn't really elevate my life much. And things were just very, just same shit, different day type of attitude. And I didn't know better. I didn't know better back then. I didn't know that there could be better. I didn't know that I can do better. And so I stayed. And so, you know, the universe loves to work in mysterious ways. And I love believing in, in just the elevations of my life and the, the signs that come along the way and just the story that we all have that is unique and that always puts us on a path of either 
going away from our happiness or walking directly into it. And so, you know, in the back of my head, even though I had no confidence, I had no ambition, I didn't really want to do anything with my life. I always envisioned myself to do something different. Like for me at that time, I mean, it was a a stupid dream of mine. I think it was more of like a stubborn dream of mine, but I wanted to be a cop. I know it sounds funny, but I wanted to be a police officer so bad. And I think I wanted to become a police officer mainly because every single time I would say it back then, like it would shock people and they would say like, I couldn't do it. And like, they would put me down. And for me, it was like, why are these people putting me down? Like, I'm going to prove them wrong. But I really couldn't prove them wrong because going to be a police officer took going to school and I attempted to do that and I just couldn't stand the school. I couldn't stand going back to college. I couldn't stand doing like basic math and English and science. And it was like, no, like I just want to make money. I want to have a career where I make money, where I am just successful. Like I want to become something. And so the next thing that I, you know, put in my head that I wanted and my don't mind the like screeching, I'm moving around in my chair. If you're hearing like little squeaks over here. Um, but, you know, I wanted the next thing that I wanted to do was like, like maybe I can be a um, detective, right? Like a detective would be really cool. Like I always, you know, us women, we're like detect, we're like natural detectives. Like you can tell us um, our ex-boyfriend's new girlfriend just by the first name and like what school she went to and we will find a way to find this girl so we can see what she looks like (laughs) but you know what I mean right like you know that like we're women are normally natural born detectives and so I really wanted to be a detective and that was something that was a possibility in my mind and so whatever at that time back then I had a boyfriend that I was with for six years And this boyfriend of mine was not a bad guy. He had really good parents, really nice family. Like he had like a good, you know, environment in a sense. He wasn't a bad person. For the most part, he was respectful to me. (laughs) He probably cheated on me a bunch of times and I probably didn't know. But regardless, the guy wasn't a bad guy. But it just wasn't a good relationship for me. Like we did not mesh well. We did not mesh well. It was always like, you know, like two bulls against each other because he had a strong personality. I had a strong personality and it was just always clashing. And um, the relationship came to an end. And like the guy never really saw anything in me special in a sense of like he never really inspired me to do anything. And mainly what he saw more in me was like that maybe, maybe one day I would be like a housewife or something. It was really crazy. Look how life goes directing you in the path where you are meant to go. And if you're paying attention to your intuition and your feelings, you will pick up on it and 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 like shift the direction of your life based on where your intuition and like that pool of like your heartstrings is taking you. And so because this guy didn't really see much in me and only really had aspirations for me to be like a housewife. I know it's crazy because I don't even cook and like I hate to clean. So even that he was probably not going to be happy with. (laughs) But because that was the direction of where he saw our life together being, I just like fast forwarded my imagination to be with him more years in 
me not having a job because now I depend on him. I pictured myself being pregnant and taking care of the kids all by myself because he was the one that was making the money and he was the one that was going out to work and he was the one that was going to go and meet new people and enjoy life and lunches and friends. And I was going to be at home tied to the children, not having a life, not having a social life, not being able to do anything because now I am mother and wife and that is not where I belong, right? And I'm such a social butterfly. Like I am somebody that I need, even though I don't like to be around people all the time, it would be, it would shock you to know that I am a very big introvert and I don't really like to hang out with a lot of people all the time. But when I am around people, I enjoy people's presence. I enjoy company. I enjoy conversations. I'm not like a loner or like somebody that doesn't talk and somebody that doesn't express and somebody that doesn't have a good time. Like I enjoy having a good time with other people and meeting new people and talking and, you know, all this shit that I'm doing right now on the podcast. Like that's what I like to do. And so with this guy, I envisioned myself to be stuck. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I cannot go through with this. Like something inside of me is telling me that this is not going to be a good outcome for me. It's not what I envisioned for myself. It's not what feels right. We need to break up. And so six years into the relationship, I finally got enough balls to listen to my intuition because there was a lot of little flags that were coming up along, you know, the way in that six year journey together. Um, But I just ignored them because my excuse was always, you know, no, because maybe, you know, things will get better or, you know, I've already been with this person for four years or three years or two years and I've already spent so much time together. It's already five years together. It's already six years. Why why am I going to break up? What's going to happen if I start all over? What if there's nothing good out there? What if, you know, I I regret it? What if it's the biggest mistake of my life? Like all of these what ifs held me for six years. The same way that those same what ifs held me back from moving on in my banking job and actually pursuing anything else, which is where I am going to get to. So keep listening. So we break up, right? I go out and I'm like, finally, I'm single. And when we broke up, it was really hard. Don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was this bad bitch that like was super excited and, you know, had this whole, you know, freedom to it. I was really sad for like a good couple weeks. I, you know, went through that whole breakup thing. I was living in Barnes and Noble pretty much in like the self-help book section, like reading about like picking up your self-esteem and finding love. And I went on this whole path. I still remember it. It was so beautiful. (laughs) You breaking up sucks. Let me tell you, if you are in a breakup right now, it really does suck. But if you allow yourself to go through the process of healing and of learning from like the lessons and of looking forward to something coming that is better, you will enjoy the healing process. Like it'll be a part of looking back, you'll be like, wow, I'm so glad I did that. So I allowed myself to be sad. I allowed myself to cry and to be miserable and whatever. And then I slowly started to pick myself up and I started to heal and learn about, you know, things that I was accepting in the relationship that I didn't like the way that I was in the relationship that I didn't like, like me personally, you know, like maybe like the shitty things that I would do or the things that I would put up with or whatever. Like I was becoming more aware of these things and realizing that with my next relationship, I want to change that. Like I want something better. I want a different vibe. I want a different type of relationship. And so 
in that time frame, I am, you know, processing all of this. I loved the movie Eat, Pray, Love. Like anybody that's going through a breakup, something like big and drastic in your life, watch Eat, Pray, Love with um, Julia Roberts. It is absolutely magical. And so I read that. I mean, I, I watched that movie and, um, I went out, I went out finally after a couple of weeks. And that was the night that I met Javi and it was like the stars aligned. It was a crazy story, which I'll leave to another podcast, but I met Javi. And once I met Javi, like it instantly connected, like our vibes, we both worked in the banking field. He had his life way more put together than mine. At the time I was living at home with my mom. I was broke. I I had maxed out all of my credit cards because I did not know how to manage money for shit. And once I got a job, I started to just spend. And, um, you know, I, the little paycheck that I was getting, I would spend that on, I would pay my bills. I had my car and my cell phone and my credit cards, but I would max out all of my credit cards. And it was just, I was a disaster. And I meet Javi and he has his life together. He is living at home with his mom, but like he has a good paying job. Like he's getting paid a lot more than me. He has really good credit. He has like uh, goals uh, for buying his own place and he's so organized. And I'm like, wow, like he has, he has like everything that I'm looking for in a guy when it comes to like having their life organized. And then we would have so much fun together. Like we would enjoy each other's company and we would bring out the best in each other, I feel. And so he was actually the first person to tell me that because I had such a personality in a sense that I was like bubbly and talkative and all that stuff that I would be good in something with sales. And I was like, I am not going to do anything in sales. I am not going to do anything in business. I do not, I'm not good at any of that. I do not like any of that. Do not make me like even look into this because no. So um, with that being said, luckily I didn't listen to him and um, well, I did. I did not listen to him at first. Let me retract that. I told him that I wanted to become a detective. And in that whole detective conversation that I had with him, he told me about this position in the banking world called BSA, which is the money launch, which is the Bank Secrecy Act Department. And this is like the government behind the scenes in the banking world. So like, let me give you a little run through on what this department does. Okay, so imagine inside the bank, there is a government and that government is the BSA department. And basically what that department does is that it is monitoring the accounts in the bank to make sure that there isn't any money laundering, any um, terrorism happening, um, any like you know, fraudulent activity on the accounts. And then this department is in communication with the actual government, like the, like the FBI, like the government, the United States government. And the reason why this department even pretty much opened is after 9-11 with the terrorism, what they found out was that the terrorists were funding the, these terrorism, acti this terrorism activity um, through U.S. banks and the U.S. banks now to protect themselves had to hire this or had to open up this department so that this department now is the one that filters out this information and, and you know, this um, activity 
to protect the bank and make sure that nothing is going on. And so that's what the department does. And it sounds really cool, right? Like when I heard all of this, I'm like, wow, that's really interesting. You know, I would be something that's really close to being a detective, even cooler because, you know, I don't have to get involved in like, you know, criminal stuff in a sense. Um, But basically what my job was, was to monitor uh, bank accounts and make sure that all of the activity on the account was what the activity said or what the account said it was going to do when the account was opened. So if you said that you were going to move less than $10,000 in your account, my job was to make sure that when I look at your account, I am monitoring the activity and that it matches with what you said you were going to do. If it doesn't match, then it is a red flag. And then I would have to write out a whole essay pretty much explaining what my findings were. Um, And then the same thing goes for like, activity on the account that I would monitor and I would see like, all right, this doesn't, this person or this um, check that this person received, I look up that company and the company doesn't look like it's a good company and like, you know, things like that, little detail stuff. And it was cool. Like it was, I was really grateful for the job Um, or I'm already fast forward, fast forward into myself here, but that's pretty much what the department is about. And the department is very interesting and very cool and all of that fun stuff. But that's the job that Javi had told me about. And he was like, you would be really good then if you like all of that stuff in this department. Mind you, I didn't have a college degree. I didn't have certifications. I was only a head teller. And the farthest education I had was high school. So I tried to get the job. I really, really, really wanted to get the job. I pushed for it. Eventually, I got it. And I got it with the condition that I was going to be getting paid the same exact thing that I was getting paid as a customer service rep that I had gone up to that level, but I would be able to do the job. And so, of course, back then, I was desperate. I had no idea what my worth was. I had no idea that they were really screwing me because I was getting paid crap for a job that had so much responsibility and so much work. But I said yes, because I really wanted the job and I really wanted to use it as like a stepping stone to go and move to a better bank because the bank that I was working at was a really small bank. So I got the job. I stayed there for about a year and a half, um, almost two years. And in that process, I'm gaining weight. Um, You know, I'm becoming very unhappy with my life. I'm noticing that like my life sucks because now I have all of this work. I, I start understanding the department that I'm in. I start understanding the business and the industry that I have entered, which I will explain a little bit more on that so that you can see how quickly, you know, the things that look like glitter are not really glittery. They're not really gold. Um, so all of these things started happening. And at that moment, I started watching people on Instagram, you know, losing weight and using these amazing products and, you know, young people that had a life like they were enjoying their daytime while I'm stuck in a cubicle and you know going uh to work when the sun is kind of going out and then coming home when the sun is setting and like the whole entire day I just kept I just stayed in an office all day and it just felt like my life was draining away from me um but you know I I wasn't ready yet to make the changes like at that point when I was in that position that they had um given me the job with like paying me the same exact thing as the past position I was slowly feeling a little tug inside of me that was like, hmm, there has to be something more for you. Like you cannot stay in this position forever. And so I stayed there. I stayed there for about a year and a half or two years. And then I got um, offered a better position in a new bank. 
And it was through my, it was through Javi's brother's um, best friend. He was the boss of the department and he hooked me up with the job because I didn't have a certification or anything like that. It was just like, let's see if you, if you can do this. And so I got the job, you know, and like I, even before I got that job, I, I was already understanding the pressure of that job which is why I was not happy with the pay that I was getting because I felt that it was not worth it. So now that I now that you guys know that the department is pretty much the the government inside of the bank, now the issues lie with the responsibility that are on your shoulders because now not only are you getting paid whatever income you're getting paid, which I think is not worth it at all for any income, um, less than a million dollars a year, I would say, but for a crappy income, co uh, corporate America income for the pressures that you get on, let's say you are the analyst that is analyzing a bank account and you did not pick up on the fraudulent activity, you know, the money laundering and all of that stuff. You didn't pick up on it and you allowed it to go through. And so did your boss. Now, if that account ever comes back and shows that there was money laundering or terrorism or whatever, um, now the responsibility lies on you because you can come off as hiding or as withholding information that the government needs to do their job and you can get arrested. You can literally go to court and get arrested or go to prison if you are found to have done a poor job and allowed accounts to go through that were fraudulent and that were doing activity that was going to cost the, the bank money and possibly closing of the bank. Um, and just a lot of, lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of problems. And so once I understood all of that, going to work was even more stressful. Going to work was like a torture because all I kept thinking about was like, I can't mess up. And it was just so many accounts and it was just so overwhelming. And I go to this new job, right? So I got a refresher. I got this new job and it was in the city. And it was like, I, I, could, I was able to get dressed up nice. And I got this refresher of feeling like, all right, I'm getting paid more money. Maybe it could be worth it. Maybe, you know, I'll be really good at this and I can, I can get like a raise and become, you know, a different, um, a different position in here, a higher position and get paid more. Like I felt like I had expansion to grow. And so I stayed there. I stayed in that job while I was gaining the weight, while I was feeling like my life was, you know, getting sucked out of me. And um, I stayed there for about a year. And in that year, I realized so many things. And I opened my mind like never before. I started analyzing my boss and seeing how he didn't really like his job at all and how much he was getting paid and how much like maxed out the pay was, I started seeing like the people around me and the people that were moving up and what level they were moving up to and what pay they were moving up to. And mostly I was just analyzing their attitudes because it was one thing, the income, but the other thing was like, how did it feel for them moving up? Like, were they happy? Were they showing signs of like, this is like a good thing? You know, like I was analyzing everything because I'm a very big analyzer. And so you can tell me something and I'll be analyzing you and then I will really see the truth behind your actions and behind everything else that doesn't have to do with the words that you're saying. 
So, you know, that's a gift of mine. And so I was analyzing and I was realizing like these people don't really like their job. They're really stressed out. They get home late, late, like later than me. Um, and they have so much pressure and so much just crap going on. And then I got a call from one of my ex bosses in the other department that, you know, the shit had hit the fan in, in that bank and things were like not good. And it was like a lot of pressure of like government wise. And I'm like, wow, like this is like a whole nother level of just craziness. And so at that same time, simultaneously, I am, this is where the universe loves to just align me. And it's just my job to take the signs the and, and go towards the pools that I know are pulling me in the direction of where I'm supposed to go, right? Because I know how to pull away, but when it's there and it keeps knocking and knocking and knocking, eventually we all should, and I hope that we all do, wake up one day and go towards that pool. And so I was there, I was watching for almost two years, I was watching people on Instagram doing Herbalife, because that's the the um, the business that I am in. And that is the the direction that I took to lose weight. And so I was watching and watching and watching and, and their lives were just so inspiring. And I felt so moved by their stories and by what they were able to accomplish and, you know, how they were able to live. And it really inspired me to to give it a try. You know, at, at one point I was like, I'm going to just see if this is true, if this is really something that can change my life, like it's changing theirs. And I'm going to start on the products. I'm going to start, I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to see if this really works. And if this really works, I am going to see if it's something that I can pursue um, as a business. And, and let me see how it goes. And it was very ballsy of me. I never really had the intention of actually doing it, but I was like, let me just try. And so I got started on the products. I loved them. Not instantly. Instantly, I felt like I did it all wrong. I didn't measure it correctly. And the the tea just made me like it was like way too much energy. And so it was like, oh my God, it was really too much for me in the beginning. And then I finally got the measurements correctly. And then I loved it. In two months, I was able to lose the weight that I wanted, which was 20 pounds. And I felt so freaking amazing. Like my energy was through the roof. I was excited again. The way that I would talk, the way that I would express myself, the way that I would carry myself was like I was a ball of sunshine. And people around me noticed. They knew that something was different from me. The 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 what I was drinking, what I was doing, like they knew something was different. And so they was they were asking. They started to ask. I started to share. Then from there, my coach at the time invited me to an event. I saw so many other people doing um, the business, using the products, and having incredible transformations. And what really stood out to me in that whole entire meeting were a couple of things. But one of the main things was that I was a newlywed. I was 27 years old. I was seven years in corporate corporate America banking world. I was getting paid crap money, guys. Like the last job that I had in the banking world, I my check was $2,000 every month after taxes and all of that stuff. Um, you know, I was getting paid crap. Um, and then I start seeing at this event that there's younger kids, like younger people making money and making more money than I was while they are doing this business, 
while they had other jobs, while they went to school, while they were enjoying their life, they were making more money than me. Sitting in a corp in a corporate job with all the pressure that I had, with all the stress that I had, with all of the just like lack of lifestyle that I had. And these people are living way better than me. Like they went on a way better direction in their life. Like I did, I'm doing something wrong. And that event opened up my eyes, but it mainly opened up my eyes to what I was capable of. Like it really did inspire me when I saw these people that were just regular people and and they and they were able to do it. I was like, if they can do this, I can do this. Like I believed it. I truly believed it. And I truly allowed them to inspire me. And it really just planted this enormous seed inside of me and what I was capable of. And it just gave me hope. That's really what it gave me. It gave me hope because up until that point, when I was working in the bank, I felt like there was nothing else that I was going to be able to do. I was not going to go back to college. This job to me was like the highest level that I can ever even imagine I can do because I had no college degree. And I literally thought that everything was a college degree. <laughs> I mean, obviously, as you can tell in my in this episode, everything is like education and college. And that's what I grew up thinking. I grew up thinking that if you don't have a college education and you don't have a degree, you are not going to be able to succeed. You will never be successful in life. You will never make money, at least not a good amount of money. You will never do anything significant with your life if you do not go to school. That was embedded in me since I was a child. And it's truly what I believed. So I gave up even before I tried. I did not even allow myself to even ever think that I can become successful in anything. And so that was my mindset. That's how I lived my life. That's my That was my vibe. And so when I heard these people on stage talking about the money that they made, talking about how they were able to do it, talking about the lifestyle that they had and they had success, I was like, oh my God, like I can do this. This is it. This is what I have been looking for. This is all me. I don't have to go to school. I already use the products. I already love them. People are already asking me about them. I'm enjoying the shit out of sharing them with other people. Now I just need to learn how this business works. So let's do it. So I started. I started with my full-time banking job and um, Javi was supporting me. He wasn't doing the business with me. He was just a supporter. He was pursuing real estate and he was still working in his bank and he didn't um, do the business with me because he thought that it was like a girl thing at first. Right now, Javi and I do this business together um, as a couple and so it is our baby uh, but in the beginning, it was my baby mainly. And so, you know, I started to pursue it. I started to attend the trainings. I started to um, listen to the audios, like the personal development audios. I started to really study. Like what when, when I say that I didn't like school, it's very shocking to me. But I really like to learn, but I like to learn things that are valuable to me. Like to whatever I feel is valuable to me, I am going to dive in and I am going to give a thousand hours of my time because I am interested in the topic. I am interested in learning more about whatever the subject is, but I lose interest extremely quick when it's not something that interests me. 
And when it's not something that I feel that I am learning anything or I'm not open to learning. So if you are like me and you think that you're not a good student or you just hate school and whatever, but you have those little traits, you're good. You're good. We are meant to put in all of our energy in the things that interest us. And it has served me so well. So I know that it's a proven fact that that is one of the gifts that I was given was the fact that when something interests me, I am going to try my best to become a master or to understand it in a way that I can master whatever subject. So I got really involved in understanding the business. What does an MLM uh, mean? How do you grow an MLM business? How do you build a clientele? How do you build a distributorship? How are you, how do you, how do you become a better leader? How do you make sales? How do you create relationships? Like all of these things were things that I had to learn because I had no idea how to even do them. Like no other job of mine taught me those skills. And it was something that was important that I learned so that I can succeed in the business. So I got really into it. And all of this was while I was in this banking job. And in this banking job, I was still with one foot in, one foot out mindset. I was very grateful for the job that I had. I was very appreciative of it. It was really important to me because it was paying my bills. And it was like my plan A, you know, Herbalife and my business was a possibility. It was a plan B. It was something that I was pursuing, but I was never going to leave my plan A because it like I never knew that I could be able to do this full time or that I was going to even succeed in this. Like it wasn't something that I still be, like I didn't believe it yet. I was just going doing the steps and and taking the actions and and going for it. But I didn't know that it was actually going to work out until I decided to go all in. And um, it all stemmed from me realizing that at my job, I wasn't going to ever be able to do anything that I envisioned my life to be. Like I was never going to be able to go on a random Wednesday to the mall and shop. I was never going to be able to go on a random Tuesday in the middle of the day to the beach if it wasn't like a vacation day or a sick day. I was never going to be able to just randomly go have a lunch with Javi and not have to ask for permission. I was never going to randomly just, you know, be able to spend time with my mom on a weekday and not have to ask for a sick day or whatever. I was never going to be able to retire my parents, which was something that was a very big goal of mine uh, because I knew that my parents were not going to set their future up for like anything good. You know, like I knew that they needed somebody to help them and I was never going to be able to help them with my banking job, my banking salary. I could barely help myself. I, you know, never could envision my life to be the way that I wanted it to be at that job. And my boss gave me a rude awakening one day, reminding me when I asked for a day off and he didn't give it to me. It was like the slap in the face that I needed to wake up and make me realize that I was in an opportunity that I had already said yes to that was waiting for me to act on it. That was waiting for me to really just give my all and stop making excuses about like the amount of time that I was able to give to it, the amount of effort and the excuse that I had a full-time job and I was busy. So from that moment on that my boss told me I could not take a day off that I requested, I decided that I was going to do everything. Like I was going to give it my all. 
And so things had to shift, right? I had to get my priorities straight. I had to talk to Javi about what my commitment was going to be like. And I had to make changes in my everyday routine so that I can make it all work. So, you know, the main thing that I told Javi was that I was going to go all in to this business. And, you know, the things that we did after work, we were going to have to shift them, you know, instead of coming home after work and chilling on the couch and watching, you know, shows on, I don't even know what shows I would watch back then, to be honest with you. Um, But, you know, watch shows or, you know, wasting time on just like chilling together. Those times are going to be spent on me working on my business. Instead of hanging out as often as we were hanging out with family and friends, I was going to hang out less because at those times that I was not hanging out, I was going to be working on my business. Um, you know, just all of that had to shift. And, and so in those times that I was now shifting on hanging out with Javi and hanging out with more friends and, you know, all of that stuff, Javi and I started to work on our mindset in, instead of watching TV, we would put on YouTube motivational videos. We would learn new skills. We would learn new mindset, you know, um, philosophies and concepts. And we started to understand what, you know, successful people did to get to where they were, what mindset shifts they they had to take on, what decisions they made to better their lives. We started to learn about like different skills on leadership. We started to learn about our own selves and why we do the things that we were doing to sabotage ourselves. Like so much personal growth was happening in these times that we weren't sacrificing with each other and sacrificing with our family and friends. And really, it brought us so much closer. Like Javi and I, in these seven years, have gotten so much closer because working on ourselves and working on our business together has been like totally transformational for our relationship because we've learned so much about each other. We've learned so much about like communication and how to communicate our feelings towards each other. But also, we've learned so much about ourselves. Something that like I had never done that with a boyfriend before and like getting so real with ourselves on like, you know, what we tolerate and what we we what triggers us and stuff like that. That's stuff that we've gone down the rabbit holes together and learned about each other and learned with each other. That is so cool. Um, So I also had to shift the way that I was doing my work at my job, you know, instead of like hanging out with my coworkers or wasting time talking to a coworker or whatever, I started to use my time wisely. And I started to make sure that every little pocket of extra time I was working on my business. I was getting back to my clients. I was thinking of a post. I was thinking of what to write in the chat. I was responding to DMs. I was responding to comments. I was reaching out to people. I was doing like the business. And I was making sure that I was not going one day without scratching off my to-do list or adding things to it because I was hungry, because I wanted to make a change, because I needed a different life. And I was willing to do whatever it took to make it happen. And in that process, guys, so much like change happened in my life. So much change, so much growth, and so much realization on like the people that I thought would support me, the people that I thought were going to be helpful. Um, You know, a lot of people turned out to be very weird when the whole process came of Javi and I both starting 
to take on this business more serious as part-time, you know, because we didn't start this full-time. We started this as part-time. And so once I started to get more serious in it, I started to realize like, hey, maybe I could quit my job. Maybe I can do this full-time. Maybe this is something that I actually can do. And if I can do it, then eventually I would love to have Javi join me. You know, like the ultimate goal would be for us to finally have something to do together that we can be together all the time and we can enjoy life. And, you know, our weekdays don't have to be planned out. I mean, our our life doesn't have to be planned out for just the weekend, like how it was or for like a two week vacation. Now we can enjoy each other every single day and build something together and and have, you know, similar goals and dreams and, and do it together. And eventually, if we had a kid. This is me speaking from back then. We would be able to be present parents and not be on two different, you know, schedules and worlds of living, you know, two different lives pretty much because of what we do for a living. And so it was something that we always wanted to do since we got together. It was always like, damn, imagine if we can do something together that we could make money, that we can travel, that we can live good, that we can eat at all the restaurants that we want to eat at because we're big foodies, that we can be able to help our parents. Like, imagine if we can do that. And we would dream a lot about that. And it's so funny because it's exactly what we've been able to do. Um, Looking back, it's exactly what happened to us. You know, we were dreaming. We dreamed that the life that we live today was something that we could live. And that's why I'm so big. Like if you follow me on Instagram, you know that like my my vibe and like my motto is always like, you know, dream big. Like don't allow yourself to not dream because you're caught up in thinking that it's not realistic or that you're an adult or that it's stupid or that it's like not even worth it. Or why would you even set yourself up for something that's not even going to happen? And don't even allow yourself to think those things. Like all of that is really stupid. And whoever convinced you of that gave up on themselves. Like point and point blank. Whoever has convinced you to think that way or that that way is the correct way, they are the ones that gave up on themselves. And they're giving you the advice that they don't even want. (laughs) So don't listen to them. Listen to the people that actually are living their dream life, that are actually doing the things that you want to do or the things that they want to do. And they are showing you with their actions and the way that they live their life. So once I started taking the advice and um, looking at the people that had the life that I wanted to live, I started realizing, you know, a lot has to do with dreaming. And looking back, a lot has to do with dreaming right now on the life that we're living. So don't take that for granted. If anything, guys, continue to dream, continue to vision, continue to imagine the life that you want to live because things will align if you are open and ready to listen and to take the signs and to go towards that pool. So Javi and I got, you know, started in this part time. And I when I actually got started, the amount of hate that I got, the people making fun of me, the people really, really, really testing me and testing my willpower and my desire to truly do this business was insane. Like I didn't know that that was going to happen to me. I was not prepared. And I'm so glad that I wasn't because looking back, it really did prepare me or set me up to be the person that I am today. 
you know, seven years ago, I was not the person that I am today, but a lot has to do with people throwing the stones at you. I know that they say like bullies are bad or, you know, the haters are bad and whatever. Honestly, I think we need them sometimes. For sure, we need people that are not always going to be yes people, that are not always going to make it easy for us because it really does build our character. It really does build the character to um, push you to defend yourself, to stand up for yourself, to go after the things that you're passionate about, regardless of what people have to say or think or whatever. Um, you know, it really does push you. And at least it does for me because you don't understand what I did with haters and what I did with people that doubted me. I used them as my biggest fuel to not give up. On the days that I was tired, I would remember what was told to me. On the days that I didn't feel like doing what I had to do, I remembered those people that I was proving wrong. On the days that I truly was doubting myself and, you know, I was working, working, working and not seeing a result, that was the day that I remembered the people that were putting me down. Those were the people that I was pushing for. They gave me fuel. And if they were not there, I probably would have treaded way too lightly with the opportunity that I was given. And I wouldn't have moved quick enough, right? So if you are in business right now and or you are starting a business or you are interested in business, remember that business likes intensity. They like quick. Business, if you think about it, if you're too slow in business, there's always somebody out there that is moving quicker than you, that has a better concept, that has something better to offer, that has something similar and better to offer, and that is willing to work harder than you. And once I understood that concept and that fact and that reality, I realized that I needed to have something really, really, really strong inside of me that was going to push me to work hard, that was going to push me to not give up, that was going to push me to stay consistent. And a lot of it came from those people that doubted me. A lot of it came from there. Another thing came from, you know, the reasons why I decided to do this, right? So I'm in this banking world. I am not happy. I'm looking at my surroundings. I'm seeing that my boss is hating his life. His boss is stressed out all the time. She's so angry all the time. Everybody is just really stressed out. And it's just like, why? Like, this is not the life that I want for myself. And so my surroundings really allowed me to stay focused because I knew that I was going to get out of there. Every single day that I would go to work and there was some drama or bullshit or whatever, I knew that I was not going to stay there forever. And it gave me hope. It gave me excitement. It gave me drive. It gave me passion. It didn't knock me down. It didn't stress me out. It would give me more fuel to keep going, to make sure that I was not slacking, to make sure that I was building this business and that I was building it in a way that I was going to be able to quit and that it was going to be my income. And so it was really, really, really important to me. And that's another thing that I've noticed, right? If it's not important to you, you will not find a way to make it happen for you. You will not figure it out. You won't. If it's not important for you, nobody can help you. Nobody can save you. No coach, no mentor, no nothing. If you can't even save yourself, imagine. Nobody else is going to help you. You have to be interested. It has to be important to you. And once it is important, you will find a way, you will move a mountain to make sure that you will push yourself 
to get in, in or close or in the alignment of that goal of whatever it is that you want. And so it was very important to me to leave that banking job. And so in eight months, I was able with a lot of hard work, a lot of determination, a lot of focus, a lot of drive, a lot of changing of my habits, a lot of really truly guys, like I know this is going to sound intense, but it is. And, and the decision that I made was intense and the, the lifestyle change that I gave myself was intense, but I truly had to kill the old me. Like the old version of me had to die when I decided to go all into this opportunity because it was that serious to me because changing my bad habits, changing the way that I was that was not serving me, learning about myself, growing, facing the things about myself that I did not like was difficult pushing myself to be real and honest with myself was difficult. You know, learning to build a team, learning to build relationships. I'm an introvert. Like the people that really, really, really know me know that I do not like to hang out all the time. I am not the like type of person, although it might seem like I am, and, and it's not that I don't like people, is that I am a loner. Like naturally at heart, I love to be alone. Like I can be alone and I am not depressed. I am totally fine. I can entertain myself. And I like, if you are in my life, it's kind of like you are adding to it and I can have fun with you and we can vibe and we can chill and we can have a good time. But then it's like, I really, really, really adore my alone time. I am just a very big loner. And so you know, Javi already knows that Javi and I can be chilling. We can be on the couch and we can go for like two hours without talking to each other because I am literally in my own world and he's in his and then we mesh in there. And so this business that I joined had a lot to do with meeting new people, you know, building relationships with people, learning how to guide people and all of this stuff that was totally out of my comfort zone totally out of my comfort zone, but it was a, a comfort zone that I wanted to get out of. I wanted to get better. I wanted to enjoy life with friends, with enjoy life with other people, enjoy life pushing myself out of the things that I was uncomfortable with and proving to myself that I can do the things that are hard. You know, all of that took a lot of work, a lot of work. It's things that like you hear people that have success in multi-level marketing and in this business, and you don't realize that a lot has to do with just that personal growth that you have to go through that a lot of people don't want to go through. A lot of people are not willing to make the changes that they need to make, that they want to make, that they know are holding them back, that they know are not serving them in any way, and they don't want to do it. They do not want to face their shadows. They do not want to face the the things that the, the, the topics and the issues that they don't want to talk about. If you're the type of person that you're still living with the mindset that you are just the way you are and people just have to accept it and you know deep down inside that it's not a good way to be, then you have a lot of work to do. And I invite you to do the work because it will be so worth it. It will be so worth it to work on yourself. It truly is the ultimate freedom. When people ask me, you know, oh my God, you quit your job and I have a corporate America job and I'm just so scared because, you know, it's so secure and it's, you know, what, what if, you know, your business doesn't work out? It's like, you know what, what my business has given me is a mindset that even if I don't continue with this 
industry, which is impossible for me because I love what I do so much. But even if I wasn't going to continue pursuing this particular business that I am in, what I have gained is so much mindset control of my own that I know that in anything that I get into, I will succeed. It's gotten to that point that it's like so much beyond what this business has given me in a sense of financially, what it has given me is so much more valuable than money. And it's truly the elevation of my mindset. Because if you do not elevate yourself in this industry, you are not going to be able to help more people. You are not going to be able to touch more lives because people want to be helped by people that are helping themselves, that are who is inspiring them to change. If you are not on a journey doing that, if you are not currently doing that right now and you want to become successful, start working on yourself. Start changing. Start becoming better. Start learning more about yourself. Start getting uncomfortable. The only way that you're going to learn is by raising your hand and offering to do something that scares you. You know, like that's the only way that I was able to learn. The only way that I was able to become a better speaker is by actually speaking. You're never going to become better if you don't do it. So, you know, reality check. That's the reality checks that I had to give myself, you know, when I was in this journey of trying to get out of my banking job, right? Because it wasn't easy. I had a lot of things to work on, but I was obsessed. I was determined. I was all in. I signed the contract with myself and I was committed. And so in eight months, I was able to match my paycheck doing this business part-time and um, really go all in. I was able to quit my job, which was the scariest thing ever, but the most liberating feeling ever because I knew that the moment that I left, I was not going to go back. Like, I was going to do anything else but go back there. And so it was my fuel, my drive to make sure that I was going to be a success, that I was not going to be that person that quit and then came back with her legs in between her, I mean, her tail in between her legs because she didn't succeed. No. The moment that I decided I'm in, I'm going to do this, I am going to do this. And so one year after that, after I quit my job, I was able to now accumulate in our income in um, my business. I was able to accumulate enough to match not only my paycheck, but then Javi's paycheck as well. So then with my business, I was making the income that was totaling the amount that Javi and I both would bring into the household. Javi was still working. He was still making his money and I was bringing in what we were bringing in both. And so it was really freaking amazing. We were able to save so much money. We were able to enjoy so much. And then it came the time that it was time for Javi to join me. It was time for him to also experience this lifestyle that I was experiencing for a year, a lifestyle that don't get me wrong. When I quit my job, I was working at home like harder than I ever worked in my life. Like I was still waking up as if I was going to my job. I would still go to sleep till the late at night because now I had so many hours to really dive in, to get organized, to make sure that I was getting creative with ideas, to help people join me, um, to give incredible service to my clients, to also help my distributors at the same time work on myself, um, you know, mentally, 
learn new skills. Like I was at home, but I was working at home and I was doing it in a way that I was able to enjoy my life. I would be able to go to the beach. I would be able to enjoy the sunshine. I would be able to do it at my own pace and not have a boss pushing me, which was something that for me was the most weirdest feeling at first and also the most liberating and incredible feeling because for once in my life, I was working with nobody telling me what I had to do. I was getting up in the morning and putting on my alarm and making sure that, you know, I was getting up with that alarm with nobody telling me that I had to. Like if I didn't do it, if I didn't wake up, I technically wasn't going to be late to anything, only to my own goals, only to my own dreams. I was going to be playing myself. So that was the ultimate like wake up call for me, a reality check when I understood that concept. And I understood that like, that is what I needed to do to succeed. Like I needed to make sure that because I was able to generate this income doing it part-time and I was working full-time plus doing this part-time, it only meant that if I wanted it to grow and I wanted it to succeed, I needed to now use all of the time that I had to put it into this and not continue with a part-time mindset. Now I'm a full-time business owner and full-time business owner means that now I have way more time that I need to dedicate into this business so that it grows. And luckily that mindset that I had, that, you know, that, that understanding of what I needed to do helped me because within one year after that, I was able to bring home Javi and he was able to leave his banking job. And then we started to do this business together, both of us full time, which then changed entirely our lives because now not only am I being able to enjoy life, you know, like be I'm at the, the comfort of my own home. I don't have a boss that I need to check into. I can go to randomly the mall, I can go to the grocery store without having it to be after 5 p.m. or on a weekend. I can, you know, run errands during the day. I can, you know, go to the beach if I wanted to. If Javi and I wanted to go for like a little getaway somewhere, we can go because we work from our phones. Like the freedom that we were able to experience while we were working our asses off was so worth it and it's so, and it's a different feeling when it comes to work because for so long Javi and I related work to having a boss we related work to being work you go to your job you clock in and you're there for a couple of hours you're there for the amount of hours and then you're just dying to get home so that you can live your life now for once in our life we had a job that when we woke up we wanted to do it we were excited to get to work because we were working on our dreams. We were working on our goals. We were the ones pushing ourselves. We were the ones doing what we had to do because we knew that when we did, it was going to get us closer to what we wanted and where we wanted to go. And it's a totally different feeling and concept. And when you live it, you realize how for so long you've been in this work environment that you think that that is good and that it's normal and it's not. The people around me hating their life every single day, that is not normal. <laughs> the people that are going to work and thinking that they have no other choice because they need the job and they can't do anything else, like that's not normal. 
Like we all have a choice. We all have opportunities that are knocking on our door. We all have people that I'm sure are willing to help us if we are ready to be helped. And that's what I experienced. Everything that I have, um, you know, succeeded with and everything that I have today has been because I, first of all, was open to the opportunities. I wanted to make a change. I wanted a better life. I understood that I didn't like the way that my life was going. I could envision that if I continued in that job, it was going to look not good because I already saw in my bosses what their life looked like. So relating that to where I was and where I was headed, I didn't like it. And so I was willing to look at an opportunity. Once I looked and I saw it and I understood it and I allowed myself to be inspired I allowed myself to be open and now I allowed myself to start. And once I started, I realized what I had. I realized that when I started dreaming, it felt good. And then I realized that with the opportunity, if I continued dreaming and I continued working towards it, I can live that life. And so that is what the result has been so far. You know, it's been seven years of 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 this journey where Javi and I have just continued to create uh, the future that, w- that we dream of and the future that we know we deserve. You know, now we have a baby. We have a 19-month-old little baby boy that, you know, we started a family, something that we never really had in mind. We did, but we didn't. It was like we enjoyed so much. We traveled the world. We've gone so many places in these seven years that we've started this business. We've lived so much life in these seven years. And it's just something that when I look back and I reflect on it, I realize how so much of it came for us because we allowed it. You know, I talked to so many people So many people that are stuck in their path because they do not allow themselves to be open to even looking at a different opportunity. They don't even allow themselves to be inspired or to believe when people are sharing their success stories and when people are sharing what they have been able to do with their life. People out there are not willing to let the guard down and actually listen and listen in a way that is not offensive to themselves and to what they have been able to accomplish so far, but listen with the intention to get inspired to go and do whatever they want to do, right? Like that is my um, my vision for for people is for more people to understand that like when people are sharing their success stories, it's to hopefully inspire you to also do what you want to do. It's not really like for you to feel bad about whatever it is that you've accomplished. It's for you to be inspired enough to wake up and do what your heart is calling you to do. You know, like I am hungry for more people that are serious about changing their lives. Along this journey, I have met so many people that just like to play with their lives. So many people playing, they're playing, they're playing, but they're not good at playing this game because they are not good at actually focusing in on what they need to do to change their life and make it better. They're focusing on the tomorrow and on the yesterday and so much on like the time frame of things and they don't allow themselves to actually go through the process and become 
right? If I would have been so caught up on the time frame of things, I would have never allowed myself to get as far as I've gotten today because I would have knocked myself down or shot myself in the foot thinking that it's already been two years and I should be here. So I'm going to stop. And that is never, that has never been my mindset ever. And I really, 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 truly think that that is why I am at the position that I'm at right now. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to more people that are willing to go after the things that they want and are willing to put in the work and the time that it takes to build up the business and also to build themselves up. So with a brand new year upon us, what are you going to decide to do with your life? Are you going to make big changes? Are you going to finally go after the things that you want? Are you looking for some help on how to even start with all of that? Because that is what I do for a living. If you're looking for some guidance, some direction on what you can do, if you are interested in the business that I took on seven years ago, as you guys just heard my story, and you want some more information on how it works and how you can start, I'm really looking forward to helping people that are serious about changing their life in 2022. So you can always go check out my um, the link in my bio on my Instagram page, Epic Fit Couple. Um, or you can send me uh, an email at epicfitcouple at gmail.com and I would love to help you out. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Stay tuned for the next episode. Love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard today, please share with me by leaving a review on iTunes so I can keep the vibes rolling your way. If you aren't already following me on Instagram, come and enjoy as I take you along my everyday life by following at Epic Fit Couple or visit my website at epicfitcouple.com. Love you guys. Thanks for allowing me to share more with you. And I can't wait to connect with you in my next episodes.